There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, the third and final hour of the Thursday, November 12th, Lori and Julia edition is underway. You know, next time we join each other, tomorrow will be Friday the 13th. Oh, that's right. Oh. So I'll dress as a murderous hockey mask Oh, guy. I can't wait. Well. <laughs> Thank you. I can't Speaking even of, you, so, um, um, That's pe- true. People are raving about Vince Vaughn's new movie. What's it called Freaky. again? It's called Freaky. It's the sweetest body swap slasher comedy you'll see this year. Here was the pitch. Okay. The Hollywood pitch, rock of the Hollywood okay. pitch. You know how they just distill it down. What is it meets what meets what? Okay. okay. This is Friday the 13th meets Freaky Friday with a body s- swap. See, I knew there was a Freaky Friday right. in there. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. And it comes out tomorrow or? Yeah, it comes out, yeah. it comes out tomorrow. And uh, they just said it is one of the people, one of the most enjoyable movies of the year. If you like a horror comedy, which mm. is what Scream was. Sure. Really. All right. Because that was funny as well as scary. I never even saw those. I wouldn't see those. <sighs> Lori, I... Rocco, you seen Scream. Scream, yeah. The other one I thought was a kind of a funny comedy horror was Evil Dead 2. Yeah. That one was funny. I'm trying to think if there's others that were like yeah. part comedy, part... Well, with Sean the Dead. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. So let's see. Maybe this one will fit into it. Anyway, I guess it is. I guess Vince Vaughn is amazing. And the gal who's playing this 15-year-old girl. And that's who, you know, he's, I think he's playing, you know, that's the swap. I I guess she's fantastic, too. Her name is uh, Catherine Newton. Where are we watching this, honey? Are we watching it on um, Netflix? Freaky, I think, is uh, you know might I'm be limited theater and then video. On, okay. Yeah, video oh, on demand. Okay. You're gonna, you know, they're gonna. Right. They would like, like people to theaters, pay. As yeah. I googled it, uh, oh, Rosedale, all right. West End. I know somebody who rented an AMC theater for Tell a date me. night. As a date night, and just That's a great picked idea. a rom com. Okay, for $90. $99. Because that's, okay. But you got the whole theater, right? He got the whole theater, and I said, way to impress your date. And he goes, do you think so? And I go, "Uh, Do I know this person? No, no, you don't. Oh, fun. Um, But anyway. That's like. He was running it past me, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. And you can pick whatever rom-com you want. They have a list. They don't make it. AMC is not making it jump out front and center, these right. rentals, which I think that they should because, mm-hmm. hell, I mean, you can have, if you had 20 people and you all 
you get this role. I mean, you right. can be a part and all of that. It would something fun to do. Something different. Something to do. But they don't make it easy on their website to find how you do it. That sure. was my experience. But there's a lot of movies. Of course, there's not that many first You'd have a choice of this movie. Right. You could do this. There's not right. that many movies in release. So it's, they've, you know, have a list of different movies, but he was doing a rom-com. I think that sounds like fun. And this is, uh, so two things I wanted to say. Yeah. Park, Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis is another one. That's, Are they doing know, that? Yeah. Um, I don't think what? the River, Riverview is, but. Mm, I um, love the Parkway. But mm-hmm. another thing. So I just looked up this freaky is only in theaters, not on demand. Well, not good. on demand. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good. Maybe someone will go. These are well. The theaters right, do rent the Parkway. I'm just going to tell you if you want to know um, what you can. They have, you know, cost. Yeah, they've got but options. You have to. You got to reach out to us. So right. You got to send Eddie at the ParkwayTheater dot com um, a little note. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, but so that's that's you know you can get a custom. Um, marquee message when you rent it out. I love it. Okay, now this would be really kind of something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, here's really, speaking of something, really something. Okay. So, you know who the actor Gary Sinise is? Of course. Um, from, of course, the Tom Hanks movie. Forrest where, Gump. Forrest Gump, and he was the guy he served with in the Army that Lieutenant, had the shrimp boat. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant yes. Dan. Yes. And one of the things that Gary Sinise, I mean... You you can maybe get some tissues, but one thing that Gary Sinise has done since that movie is He's that supported veterans, hasn't he? Yes, yes. he lives Big a quiet time. life and he does amazing, amazing things, yep. mainly veterans, uh, and never asking any credit for anything. And I he remember runs, this. Yep, he um, he runs the Gary Sinise Foundation, and they partnered up with Veterans United Home Loans, and yesterday. Um, they let some veterans know that their mortgages had been paid Covered. off oh. in full. And oh. I mean, if you look at if you look at any of those videos, you will need your tissue. Um, and the le- Gary doesn't ever post this stuff. This uh, the lender did. If you go to Veterans United Home Loans, they posted it. So he surprised Bill Day, a Navy veteran, single father of four from Albany, New York. He said, I get to be the messenger to tell you you're, you're going to get your entire mortgage and your loan paid off by Veterans United. You're not going to have to worry about any of that. And the guy was just that like, what? That just makes you feel good. Yeah, why? Yeah. Me? I don't deserve yeah. it. And then he said, uh, I do have, and then he just said, well, it's a huge weight because one of his sons is severely autistic and they were having so many issues, probably, you know, with costs of different things and. It was really going to help a lot. So isn't that cool? Yeah. He wrote an autobiography in 2019, Grateful Mm -hmm. American, A Journey from Self to Service. It was a New York Times bestseller right away. Everything he does is touching. I I honestly, this guy is just, he's really amazing. It's it's some, wow. I'm Mm -hmm. reading about him. Between, and then Tom Hanks, you know, know, I mean, he got the, that's another thing you can do, Rocco, when you go to, Back to New Orleans. Yeah. The most incredible World War II museum Didn't is that, in New Orleans. Is it? I did not know that. Some, he was part yeah. of the reason that, that he raised the money. And right. it's right across. It's right by the, wherever they play basketball. It's just right right there. and uh, The Pelicans or something. Yeah. The thing that makes that museum interesting, and of course, 
I don't know why I do love war museums and have gone to many of them. But one of the things that Tom Hanks, when he was doing this museum, and I feel like Gary Sinise was also involved with fundraising, is that they have the three, what they call the theaters of war. So they have one museum that's the Pacific, one museum that is really devoted to Europe Europe and D-Day, and then the other one, one, uh, yeah, the Atlantic. And so you kind of, because so much fighting happened in so many places, and in order to really encompass all of what that meant for people who served, they felt that that was the way to do the museum. So it's kind of, and they recreate, you know, what it would have felt like to be in the jungles in you know, the Philippines or something. And it's really That's amazing cool. museum. I did a lot of, we did D-Day stuff last year uh, in, in France. In France. And Is that's my, incredible. Oh my gosh. Oh Just, my gosh. Yeah, my wife's uncle was uh, a paratrooper in, on D-Day. And oh. so they usually go Was he there. 82nd Airborne? Or the hundred and first. I have to look. I don't know. You gotta ask. You gotta ask. Um, I have. I'll if I touch some things here, I'll figure it out. But yeah, that was, that was incredible. Just to see all that stuff, and I, I didn't know that there was a thing in New Orleans. That's interesting. Yeah, another reason we're going. Another reason you're going, and and Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise were like instrumental in getting the money because, and I mean, to it's really a good. It's not anything. It's it's special. it's very spectacular. Yeah. They, it's not any kind of like oh this little it's like creaky thing or right, something. Right. It's really well, quite yeah quite something. So, anyways, I just wanted to share that. And then Charlie Hunnam did the unthinkable. Oh my god. Okay, this is always. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Julia. So he's speaking to People Magazine, mm-hmm. and what is the one thing? That male actors of a certain age never bring up themselves. It must be brought up to them. If they're of a certain age, which is like, you know, 35 to, I, I guess, I 15. can think of a lot of things, but I guess. He brought up, he brought up, Charlie Hunnam himself brought up the topic of him playing James Bond. Oh, he did. He did. Does he want to do it? Julia, because he knows that he is a bad it's a combination of a bad project picker, picker and we we consider him extremely un- underrated. Yeah, Rocco, he's just since he, Sons he of kind Anarchy, of is delicious, and he just hasn't. He's underperformed. Yes, he's had a bad project picker, not to be confused yeah, with his good pecker that he's probably got. <laughs> you know, for other things, he's, he's a bad picker, good pecker. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so it's a combination, but he did. He did, um, he talked about how he'd love to play James Bond and casting gossip around 007 is, you guys, is like Fight Club. No actor is supposed to talk about it publicly. And Charlie did. He would like it, this job. Tools. He actually said it. All right, tell me exactly what he said. So, um... Uh, he said, uh, when he was asked, would you ever wear the Bond tuxedo? And he said, 100%. Now, instead, you just leave the answer right there, okay? This is what Charlie says. I would be so flattered and honored to be considered to play James Bond as an Englishman. Because people always forget, because Jax Teller 
on Sons of Anarchy was so quintessentially American that Charlie Hunnam is British. Oh, I was shocked when you made me oh, watch yeah, that yeah, video yeah. the other day. I had no idea. He yeah, was he is British, but people forget that. And he said, "My, but my intuition tells me I shouldn't be waiting for that phone call to come. I think there are many people ahead of me on the list. And he said, but fans can, you know, he said, sometimes fans do play a role. So as much as people want to talk about me playing James Bond, please continue. Maybe that's the genesis of these things. Maybe fan chatter leads to industry people actually talking about it in a more serious way. Charlie Hunnam okay. wants to play Bond. Well, this and this, I am okay, behind this. Do you see this? This news. This is very exciting. It is. Yeah, I get it. He's never gone on and on. Uh-huh. He wants the fans to chatter about it. Does that mean we are to tweet the broccolis? I'm not doing it. All right, fine. I'm going to do <laughs> oh it. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm are do we it. really? This is like, For a second, I was like, is that code for something? No, I am. I, here's me. I'm that's, not doing that, it. That's who, I'm not oh, doing that's who it. casts it Barbara Broccoli. Yeah. I'll do it, Julia. Thank you. But he would kind of be more of a traditional take on Bond, like a Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan. And I am not Wait, opposed to what this. what do you mean? Hey, Charlie. Because he wouldn't have a beard, his hair would be slicked back. All he right. would be that kind of debonair, that line. Julia, got it. Mm. Okay, I've got to get to tweeting. Unbelievable! I got to help Lori, with the chatter. Lori is tweeting everybody to get their books published and made into movies, and now she's tweeting Charlie Hunnam to do this. And what else? But, but yeah, my life is so full, Julia. She, she really, I mean. <laughs> Good lord. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. What do you got for us? Greetings, Julia. Hey, before we get to the Dirt Alert, I had a recommendation for a movie that was kind of related to what you guys were just talking about with Gary Sinise and his work with veterans. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max right now. It's the World War I documentary, They Shall Not Grow Old. Have you guys seen this? I did, yes. Yes, it's incredible. It's directed by Peter Jackson, and he's redone actual footage from World War One and makes it incredibly lifelike, like it's happening right in front of you. And to hear the story of these British soldiers in World War One and what they went through, it's, it's a really important story to watch yeah. and to take in. So I remember, I, I remember think Donnie most- talked about yeah. this, and it was like kind of, people were watching it like crazy because they were just, it was so the way it was done, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, it's in color, right? I mean, so it kind of brings it to life. Mm-hmm. Right? It does, yeah. And then it, all the audio is right. actual, you know, interviews with the with the guys, sort of overlaid over this footage, and it's right. just like wow, powerful. it's so realistic. Yeah, yeah, it's very powerful. So I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, if you want to watch a documentary, it's on HBO Max right now. They Shall Not Grow Old. Highly recommended. Mm. So, 
Moving Thank from you. that, you're welcome to Julianne Huff. I mean, there's no way to segue sure, from that. Let's talk about her. Let's talk about her. So she's talking about her relationship with her ex. No, not Brooks Lake. She's talking about her life with Ryan Seacrest. Remember, those two were a couple for quite some time. And she's opening up about it, saying that she felt she didn't deserve the lifestyle that she had when she was going out with Ryan Seacrest. Why is she telling us this right now? Well, I'm interested. Keep telling me more. (laughs) Um, She was doing an Instagram live with an influencer, and she said of her life with Ryan, I was on private planes and yachts and living in a very, very well-off house. And my life was pretty different from where I grew up. Julianne Huff was raised in Utah. Yes. And she said the glam fade when they split. Julianne said it was 2013. I had gotten out of a relationship that was high profile. She wasn't really talking about Ryan Seacrest's name, but it's like, hello, that's who she's talking about. And she said that she left this glam relationship because she wanted to create that for herself. And she said, I felt like I didn't deserve it. Like, I didn't earn that. I didn't Mm -hmm. earn the private planes. I didn't earn this glamorous lifestyle. So now I need to go out and create that for myself. And she was too young for him to be a serious thing because he was never going to get married to her. And he was like her first serious Serious, you could tell. Yeah, first serious like grown up relationship that we she had, and it's like don't fall. I mean, you can have a lot of fun with Ryan Seacrest, but don't fall in love and want to have his babies. No, no, <laughs> but no. They, they, I mean, she was with him for quite a while. Yes, she was. Yeah. yeah, and then so finally, I guess you're just at a crossroads. Yeah. She's like, I'm 24. I really don't know who Julianne is. Right. I mean, thinking about that, yeah, of course, it's very seductive. This whole Hell glam- yeah. <laughs> this Yes. Super, what? Right. This super glamorous, exotic lifestyle yeah. that is so rarefied. And then, you, but then you and are she like, did go out and make it on her own because she was really great, you know, as a judge on Dancing Absolutely. with the Stars. And yeah. I mean, she was fun as Sandy as Grease. Yes, Greece, she was. The, yeah. the Fox Live yeah. musical. So, and I liked her in Footloose, the remake that nobody went to. <laughs> But you. Yeah, <laughs> so she Lori did. Uh, all right, let's talk about Phil Collins, you guys. Okay. Okay. All right. Last we knew he was stinky. He says he's not stinky, Julia. Okay. I believe <laughs> Phil. So Phil Collins says that Orianne Seavey's accusations that he smelled are a blatant lie and a cheap attempt to smear his name to get millions more out of him. So Phil Collins filed legal documents calling Oriana a liar after she claims that Phil became a hermit and secluded himself from the world and saying that he was stinky. I'm paraphrasing that yeah. part. And Phil right. calls it a litany of demonstrably false, immaterial, impertinent, scandalous allegations which have nothing to do with the legal claims in the case. That's right. It's just called plain fight and dirty is yeah. what that yeah. is. And you were uncomfortable with it the other day. I was. The way, you know, <laughs> it's totally like because that, the call out on that is that that is somebody just no. flat out playing dirty. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and it, gosh, and Orianne and their first divorce settlement was 40 plus million, million dollars. dollars. Yeah, I know. She got a ton of money from this guy and then to say... But then she got married to another guy I and know. I think he took advantage of her... But that's not Phil that Collins' might, well, problem. No, I know, but then they she got back together with Phil. Right. I don't know what magical thing is going on with her. Yeah, the, in <laughs> these court documents, Phil Collins says... 
quote, what does being, I'm paraphrasing again, being stinky have to do with the case? Right. Is the court going to hear evidence about the party's sex life or examine Phil Collins' dental records or get photographs of his wardrobe to yeah. decide if he verbally promised Mrs. Bates Whoa. 50% of his Miami Beach mansion? Of course not. I, this was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, good. I feel that Oh, that that is the dirtiest story it, of the I day. I told you, it, in, to even describe some, it's just horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, file that under TMI. We don't want to know it. We don't right. want to just please settle this out of court. Obviously, you're both messy, like metaphorically. Okay, so right. Yeah, uh, Al Roker is relieved to be back home and is updating us on his <laughs> prostate cancer surgery. He he's on Twitter and he said to relief to let you know that my prostate cancer surgery is done he's back at home big shout out to everyone at the josie roberts cancer surgery center and he said he appreciates the thoughts and wishes from our viewers and he said see you all soon yeah so good yeah yes he uh, al broker in case you missed it he did reveal his prostate cancer diagnosis last week on the show on the today show and he said he'd be taking time off but i don't think that he plans on taking a huge chunk of time off so He'll be back on the Today Show giving you your Sunday, Sunday, Sunday weather. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, more news about Carl Lentz and this whole Hill Scott song cheating scandal and other things. Do you believe it, that the woman he was having the thing with oh gave so much tea to page six? She was telling everything. She was telling everything. Now, we've speculated on the show when this story first broke that perhaps there was some funny money stuff happening. Well, I'm just going to put this story out here. New York Post exclusively reporting that Carl Lentz sold his $1.5 million home days before the scandal broke. Oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is the family home in Montclair, New Jersey. Sold it for $1.5 million on October 23rd. It's contemporary cheek. It has four bedrooms, four bathrooms, but that just, you know. Yeah, but we'll are, isn't the, aren't they investigating, like, what's happened with their finances? Yes. Oh, yes. The church? Thinking oh, they they yep. took it from the church. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so the lead pastor of Hillsong went to Twitter to announce that Hillsong, the big organization, is launching a formal estig- investigation into the New York City branch. That's what Carl Lentz was leading. Okay. There's more to come. Boy, I guess he had a couple more feelings. Uh, yeah, just a few. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just okay. a few. She has a theory. Okay. I'm just. You're. you're Guard your loins, Rock. You're guarding your loins. Hold on, turn the mic on. Lower your bar, Sybil. (laughs) (laughs) We have no idea. Okay. Okay. So, remember last week when we gave a moment to remember Betty Dodson? Her bumper sticker for life would be better orgasms, better world. But she was mm-hmm. a second wave feminist that got women in touch with what Touching they themselves. look like. Yes. yes. Get to know your labia. Get to know your <laughs> vulva. Get to know your clitoris. Get to know it all. And don't be ashamed about it. And she was the masturbation, you know, because mm-hmm. that is the longest relationship you're going to have is with you and your hand, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, she thinks she's so funny right now. I'm trying not no. to look at her, but she's no. sitting right across no. from me. But the plexiglass we, Betty, isn't dirty enough yet. Betty Dodson passed away two weeks ago yes. on Saturday at 91. She would, if she hadn't already passed away, she would be passing out at this information okay, that has me. come out. Is it new? <sighs> Julia, 
What is it? Here's the headline. Okay. I just about gasped too because I I can't even believe it. You tell me. Millions of women in the United States are not sure where their vagina is. <laughs> If women had to identify parts this, of their reproductive system in this mm-hmm. thing they did, one quarter could not find the vagina. Okay. A quarter of a of quarter They know of women. what part of the body it's on. A quarter of women do not are not sure where their vagina is. This <laughs> is well, that's millions. Okay. Paging yeah. hand yeah. mirrors, paging hand mirrors. Well, I mean, Honestly, I mean, this just seems ridiculous. Well, no, they just showed like, could you identify? I mean, don't you? Didn't we all have to go to that class no, in we fifth didn't. grade? No, no, and I went to a Catholic film? school. No, there well, was no class. Point, no, because then I switched later on. Okay, to then maybe I these the class. these twenty five percent of people are people that did not have access to the education where you see the body. And you see all the parts, and they're all named. This is the well, uterus. Lori, not people don't have a photographic memory like you, and can <laughs> remember it. Like, oh, mom, I well, just learned about where the operation? uterus. Like, they could add a vagina and have a girl operation they, they doll, really... and then that would be solve a lot of problems. But you know, people would go crazy. I mean, I, but you know, when you're young, you know, you're like, "What is that?" Well, that's your, you know, the JJ, right? Maybe the but, question. You know, they think the whole thing is that. Rather, you're kind of getting to the point. You're that getting the, into basically the, the part that's inside. That's is that. right, right. Rocco. Oh, okay, you're getting technical. Yeah. Well, you know, vagina. I mean, look at what the Latin name, the origin name of that is, and penis, for that matter, the sword and the sheath. Okay. <laughs> Again. Okay. Did you know that, Rocco? Yeah, I didn't really know. I okay. kind of, something about a sword and a sheath. The, the, but I mean, the Latin, the origin, yeah. the origin root words, of course, are always, you know, that's a theory. That'll be real intoxicating. really good. Um, you know, cocktail conversation uh, starters whenever those happen again. Let's talk about the sheath. Anyway. All right. So you think, I think it's a, uh, I think it might be where, like, people don't. That's not. Well, it doesn't go that just in depth. Thinks the whole thing is the vag, Ugh. you know. Well, instead of labeling every part like Rocco it's said, it's the thing we're trying to keep men's hands out of. Okay, basically. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, but put Without your own in there, according yeah. to Betty Dobson. That's right. Okay. No, she was advocating for. You know, she was a big advocator of actual. You know, devices. Oh, really? You know, a vibrator well, or your hand. It's free. Yeah, exactly. You don't always need. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Okay, so here's the theory. How do you guys feel about spoilers? <laughs> I, I'm i just looking at you, and I just... <laughs> who is this woman that what? will sit across from Rocco? What? Do you, were you impressed, Rocco, how quickly she's like, you know, the Latin words, the short, the I, sheep? Uh, I know. I had to Google that. I'm kind of dealing... You know, my whole existence over here is just kind of Googling things <laughs> to either make sure you're on the right track okay. or stuff like this where I'm like, what? What? Okay, well, first of all, I'm very impressed that you realize that because for 18 years we told Donnie to Google it and he just stared at us. <laughs> so this is impressed that you know you're all. Yeah, I'm already on. <laughs> Up front. This is a very I'm basically good right, right? About the short. The, I believe the so. I'm already on a website, uh, mm-hmm. P 
penis comes from. Yeah, yeah Lori knows her crap. <laughs> Did you learn um, Latin back in your no, day? No, she just but has I mean, a photographic memory. No, also, it drives me crazy. But also, here is the theory. If you do love language, yes, you will we'll know the roots of the words. Yes. yes and is, all of them are Latin for the most part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, I did used to kind of get a kick out of asking Aunt Marlene because like, yes. she spoke Latin. Yes, she did. And, I mean, I, I, sometimes I would just, I would randomly ask her stuff because she would just know it. About and, Latin. and it was always dirty, Rocco. She'd try to get a, my auntie nun you know, this smile. <laughs> well, I might have asked of her about course, the penis and the vagina origin, and that might have been where I, you know, where we mm-hmm. had an in-depth discussion about mm-hmm. it. And she might have even known some of the philosophical ways in which the sh- the sheath and the and the sword have okay, been so honored. Yeah, yeah, you're. I I think you're on the right track here. Mm-hmm. So, um, the. Uh, the this meanings of uh, uh, vulva and vagina come from Latin terms meaning wrapper and scabbard, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a scabbard is a sheath. sheath right. Mm-hmm. Um, according to this, penis comes from the Latin word for tail. And this is kind of interesting. Um, and the Greek translation of phallus is swell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this uh, this uh, comes out of nowhere. Testes, testicles come from the Latin word testis, which is a term for someone who witnesses or gives testimony in a legal setting well the balls well, are the giving balls. testimony to the sword <laughs> that's right and you it's had totally to have, there and you had to have balls to give testimony which is how women got screwed all these years ago going all the way back to the latin guys who came up with that thing oh now for god's sake now let's yeah, go that's to the a theory. ceiling it's getting no, tight in no here. i know what oh. i'm just saying that's how we could you'd never win we didn't have any testes to testify with. The one that's also interesting yeah. is the word for uh, clitoris comes from the word key. Key. You know, it's, it's, unlocking, it's a key. Unlocking the treasure chest. The Something hood. like that. It's mm-hmm. a, Doesn't it mean little hood or it's got nothing yeah. to do with uh, little it hood? It means key. Not yeah. where I'm at. Not where yes, you're at. Yeah, okay. I can look that up. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of, all right, well, we've gotten really... This um, has been a sex, sexy theory day. Yes. Well, because I was so... Just as, but then I didn't. I realized as I looked at the thing that they were asking you to point out where, which, what is yes, the cervix? Is, and, yes, and who the hell can find all that crap? I had babies. Where's my cervix? It's inside. Julia. I mean, but you I could couldn't look it at it, of course. But I don't yeah. look at a lot of maps of my body and yeah. See. What, when's the last I, time you picked up Anatomy Is Us? <laughs> <laughs> where do I come from? Yeah, but don't you remember though, like oh. everything you wanted to know about sex or what? What was the Bible? Right. What was the book that showed the women's book the joy that of sex? No, that's... no, no. But it was a book everyone had, like in the late seventies. Oh, I think the I know jo- what you're come from. You, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but we had my mom's um, psychology books from when she went to the University of Minnesota. Oh, you could look up sex and, stuff. And in no, there. here's what we would find because we'd look up like boobs and we'd look right. up like penis, right? And we'd find the el- we would find the extremes. It was a psycho psychology book, and we'd find like elephantitis of the breasts, right. elephantitis <laughs> of the balls, right. the wheelbarrows. I mean, yeah. we would only find the the, the, the horrific the, things the, that just were once were like, in a, oh know. my gosh oh my gosh yeah. people before the internet you really oh had yeah. to get creative yeah you did you had to look in these weird books we and they had the anatomy books and they would show you everything and then you could look it up and it was just but like, in a book in a book and you had to know how to spell yeah to find out things in a book i mean it was very i was really appreciative if i babysat and luckily since my best babysitting years were 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade on military bases. A lot of uh, dirty 
books, and I'm using that in quotation marks, magazines, stuff like that for my snooping around. I always found, I could always find stuff. It was great. All right. Here's the book that I think Lori spent a lot of time with. It was this <laughs> Slim Good Body, The Inside Story. No. This is a man. <laughs> no, I, I, I really do remember this Human couple. Human anatomy. The joy of sex. And my friend Loretta and I thought we had discovered the dirtiest thing ever. And then we discovered their stash of uh, like penthouse. And then we were just like, holy crap. Because penthouse in the 70s. Right. Oof. There was a big difference between a, a classy playboy and a sort of... Yeah, I penthouse, maybe it might not have even have been penthouse. That might not even have been around. It might have been even re, even braunchier. You okay. know what I mean? Do you remember in our encyclopedias back in the day that they would have the clear pages that you would put on top of each other's, it'd be a skeleton, and then the muscles oh, would yes, go on top. Yes. I'm just looking at an image. Yes. Of, then the blood would go on top of it. I mean, how they would take it by layer by layer. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at that, and it just brought back that image of looking at encyclopedias doing the layering of the body. So, we really, the internet has changed everything. Oh my gosh, now you can see anatomy by mistyping something. Well, right. right. I know, you got to be so, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Careful how you Google mm-hmm. and you what really you Google. Do. All right, well, that was just one thir- <laughs> theory, and we just went off in a whirlwind. I like that. I do too, and I'm still trying to figure out what book you read in the in- the late seventies. I know it's kind of good, but I can't too. find it. Oh, it was. A, I'll think of it in a second. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it's by, Thursday. It's Thursday, Friday Eve. Um, something to take a look at. Cardi B is promoting. Her new uh, sneaker line, wearing Christian Siriano. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful photos. Yes. And also, the Gossip Girl reboot, uh, we got some photos of the new cast lounging at Mm -hmm. the Met, uh, on the steps of the Met. You're not going to see any headbands in this Gossip Girl. In fact, you're going to see a lot edgier and more... Diverse group of people based on the photos right. I am looking at. When is it coming back? Uh, they're filming it right now. All right. For, and it'll be on HBO Max. So the original, of course, aired on this beloved CW from 2007 to 2012. And um, Blake Lively, Leighton Meester, and mm-hmm. Penn Badgley. This one, we don't know any. The only person that I think we know, maybe you've heard of Tabby Givenson. No. No. Okay. Marco, you haven't heard of it. I don't think so. Yeah. So, anyway, the showrunner of this um, also wrote on the original series. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. So, it's just going to be more, it's going to be right now. Yeah, you know, fine. Yeah, it's gonna for the be, times. Yeah, for the times. Perfect. And everything. So We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Okay. People uh, called in during the break. Oh, yeah. Yes. They know the book. They said it was a book called Our Bodies, Ourselves. Yes. That was it. Yes. Damn it. Yes. That was it. Our Bodies, Ourselves. Yes. Didn't everybody, I mean, like, I feel like my aunt was like, here's a book that you might want to look at. I've got to look at the cover, though. You'll recognize um, it. I know your mom had it. It was just a huge, and then I remember reading The Fear of Flying. We did not have that book, but I know the cover. You know the cover, yeah. yeah. No, we did not. Have the, you, of course, did you no. ever read The Fear of Flying no, by Erica Jones? No. I did not know. No. Lori, I was reading Wicked Loving Ways <laughs> by Rosemary Rogers. You know, right. when we were talking yesterday 
to our woman from Ireland, um, Liz Nugent, Nugent, who I wanted to call Nugget. <laughs> um, that was my memory for Little Cruelties, which was yesterday's book, and it is posted. So if people want to um, listen, and to I the did audio. did finish it. Oh, oh wow. you did! How about that ending? Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Twisted. 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 That is a twisted book, Little oh, Cruelty. Oh, the ending. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, we couldn't talk about it. Um, But so when we were talking to her and she was like, you know, I always, because she interviews author and I asked her, what, what questions do you like to ask? And she goes, I like to always find out their early reading and what got them into reading. And as you guys are talking, I don't know, you know, go ask Alice or Flowers in the Attic or Flowers for Algernon or yeah. whatever. Flowers one. in the Attic. Yeah, that was the, such a creepy book. Yeah, I would have never read that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I read Wicked Loving Ways by <laughs> Rosemary Rogers. I met, I mean, the bodice rippers are what really, I mean, I remember reading Charlotte's Web and just loving that yeah. very young. And then the Buster Brown series was kind of my series. But then Encyclopedia Brown, Encyclopedia yeah. Brown, love mm-hmm. those. But mm-hmm. then like those bodice rippers, and then Harry Sheldon, or who was it? Sydney Sheldon. Sheldon. Remember the or other Harold side of, Robbins? Harold Robbins, the that other was, side of Midnight. Yes. And I remember reading that at UMD my freshman year, and I did not go to sleep. I stayed up all night to tear through that book. Yeah. So those were the you know what really got me hooked on reading. Were actually yeah yeah no I know I I feel like I took my grandma's like I would take her Harlequin romance novels like in fourth grade and l- just try and find scenes where anything sexy where you what I thought it would be something and I liked the covers anything yes. I loved the covers I yeah. thought they were the women were always so pretty and, and the men always the men had looked like long hair. they looked like something out of Disney but I didn't know half the words I was reading in fact I got in trouble when i asked my mom what rape was mm-hmm. it but means I, rape yeah Rocco. i read it in a harlequin novel uh Rocco. mom what's rape and it's kind of the same as when you said simone mm-hmm. C spot and my rape. mom is like spell it and i spelled it and she goes how do you know that word and i'm like i i don't know how i know that word i didn't dare tell her i'd been sneaking right. she would think I don't think she would have liked me reading a Harlequin romance in fourth grade, but I don't know. I just read everything. I yeah. get my hands on it. Yeah. And my grandma liked those oh, sure. romance Why not? books. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, I want to know if this is a yes or no. This is another TikTok thing that was trending, um, and people were all weighing in on it. Is it a yes or a no to ask someone to get um, engaged to you and putting the ring in their Big Mac? Yeah. That is so dumb, and it <laughs> could chip a tooth. Totally. You could swallow the ring. It sounds like, it sounds like a lazy person. I would just rather you, you know, ha- that- ha- let's have our way with each other in bed and propose to me in bed, than give me a damn ring and a in big mac. Because there's so much mayonnaise, it would get lost in the lettuce and the ketchup. And the, it's nothing and the romantic sauce. about a right, big fine. mac. Well, did they meet at McDonald's? It or something? doesn't um, matter. It means he, this person, well, this person thinks of you as a big mac. Well, here it is. Would There's, you get sick of a Big Mac if you had every day? And if you're going to be married to somebody, you better. I like don't know them. about yeah. that because yeah. the Big Mac is so. But every day. Okay, what's one food you, you Lori would eat beans for the rest of her life? Mm-hmm. What would you eat for the rest of your life? One food. One food. Me, I would probably my family's uh, spaghetti. Okay, mine be ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't know if I could just say beans if I can't have anything else with it. Well, then find a food that you could eat uh, that for the rest of your life. Wait, I'm, so beans was the answer? I, I yeah. just heard you. Yeah, I know. That's, no. Okay. I would need something else. I would at least... At least like what beans? Like rice and beans. Any kind of bean, right. Rocco. He's a beaner. Yeah, I, I love the beans. You should smell this stereo. Okay. No, it doesn't no, have that it effect, doesn't effect him. Him. But no, and that would be it. Not even like a sauce. No, I would like probably no, just you, have a tuna melt every day. There, there you go. I'd like a tuna she milk. likes a tuna melt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, extra cooked. She has to have. Got to be so split, melty. Split burgers. Good. She has to have them done well. Oh really? Even like the ground beef has to be. Yeah, she's okay. she's she's a well done girl. Yeah. What she that? doesn't need anything on a bone. It's interesting. <laughs> I know these kind of people. Yeah. Do you know people like that? But um, I couldn't I, my, give a bacon. My college girlfriend didn't like food on the bone. My current wife doesn't really like. Anything kind of on a bone. On a bone, no. Yeah. So like you guys, I can't think of anything better than eating like a plate of well done crispy buffalo wow um, wings. I am right. not eating skin and tendons. Oh, I love yeah, it. Meg's the same. And way follicles. Mind. Oh, listen to her. Follicles are on top of that skin. I can't. Okay, honest. I just can't. But I'm gonna you gross know you out in one of your food groups tomorrow. Okay, do the it. Beans. Do it. Gross me out on the beans. I yeah, double dare you. I, can, I double dog dare you. I can think of something. Uh, thanks, Rocco. Everyone have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.